To another episode of the Hangout Hour, the new and up and coming mon- mon- uh, the new and up and coming Miami podcast that may be offensive but definitely entertaining. I am Big Ox and I am D, and we are back pretty quick, actually. Yeah, well, the other episode that we've done we haven't cut yet yeah, because that's with Dom the intern. Yeah, say hi, Dom. <laughs> say hello, Dom. Hello. All right. Can you hear me? And yeah. we're back in the lab, baby. And oh, it. what a treat we have for you guys. Oh, boy. Those of you on the live, you can see who it is. Say hi. It's Jesse. Say hi, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> we have Jay Val from Molly Takedown, the Miami band right now. I think that is the Miami band right now. <laughs> I love them. You are not a true Miamian if you do not know who Molly Takedown is. As a matter of fact, shame on you if you don't know who Molly Takedown is. Exactly. Right? That's right. my point. Happy to be here. I've been waiting on this list for a long time, and I pretty much had to hold these guys at a gunpoint to get me on here, so I'm going to take full advantage of my time on here. Yeah. Well, you got no, it. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> he actually, no, because he, he texted, and he's like, what was it that you texted? You go, I gave you a scenario. Yeah, he gave me a whole scenario. Hi, guys. My name's Jay, and I'm from Molly Takedown. It's great to be on the show. I'm like, I guess this is his way of saying that. He wants to be on the show now. I think we had to surpass 20 followers for him to get his attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Just wanted to give you a vision for the intro. You know, it was so a, much can go from there. It, no, you did. And now, <laughs> fuck it. We have a whole show. <laughs> Everybody on this show listening, make sure you follow uh, at Molly. It's at Molly Takedown, correct? Molly Takedown, yeah. Everybody on live, at Molly Takedown on Instagram. Go follow them and see these characters do some good music. So They're fantastic. We're going to get into more of that a little later. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially now with the whole COVID thing and what you guys are doing, all the obstacles and hurdles you guys have to jump. But before we get into business, I got a little bit of a funny story, how I met Jesse. You, you and your funny stories. Here we go. Do you want to hear how I met Jesse? <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? As a matter of fact, I do want to hear it. Well, I, myself, have always been fascinated by dancing. So my dancing yeah so in my adolescent years my mother put me in a dance camp so it was on a lake and i went to this dance camp and i really had no rhythm you know even though i am a hispanic i have a hispanic background there's no merengue in my step so i'm at this lake dance camp and in walks this guy in a tight black shirt black pants Super Rico Suave, and he was an instructor, believe it or not. And, like, he didn't let me dance, and then he showed me the way. And wait, as, wait, we, were, hold on a second. as this we were is, dancing... This, this reminds me of something, though. It doesn't. It, it's the story how Jesse and I met. So, as he shows me the moves, he inspired me to find out who I was as a person, 
and have full-fledged confidence. What the f- And then it just, we, we clicked like that. And that's where we met. No. Wait a second, hold on a minute. This, this, what you're saying is dirty dancing, you dick. No, this is how Jesse and I met. No, that's the movie Dirty Dancing. Are you Baby, sure? Baby, Lake, holding up, Jesse, dancing. can you back me up here, brother? I mean, it sounds like the plot of Dirty Dancing, but nothing could be more true. Thank I you. Mean, there he was. You're telling me that you walked into a room with a tight black t-shirt I did. and black I, jeans? I, and I did, and, and, and I was a lot older back then in the 80s when this took place. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, nah, man, we, you know, we met Jay. I think we both met Jay around the same time. Yeah. A couple years back, we've always been running in the same circles, especially when the arts and the music scene. Yep. Jesse actually and I were in a band for about 72 hours. <laughs> and then uh, he, you know, he left and he had to continue on with his, his main focus, which was Molly Takedown. <laughs> but it's okay. We have him here and let bygones be bygones. Happy That's to be it. here. <laughs> so talking about that, Jess... So I, basically here we want to walk through and hear your story because it's actually a pretty interesting one. Um, we spoke about it in length once before, uh, everything pertaining how you became the singer to Molly Takedown and what got you into music. And I think it's actually a, I don't, I don't mean to sound cheesy or cliche, but it's a little bit of inspiration because it shows that leap of faith, that, that chance that individuals want to take everybody can be a shower singer and some shower singers are actually pretty good like yourself <laughs> but you took that leap and to better your craft and and look where we are here today if you want to talk a little bit about that yeah um so you know growing up i was a music fan just like everyone else but for me it really took on a different persona um i remember being little and listening to music while i would go to sleep and one thing i always did was when i would hear songs i get excited about a song because i would just picture myself singing that song so that's why i knew the connection with me and music was always real you know Throughout my years growing up, I would sing along. But like you said, shower singers, we all sound good in the shower. We all sound good singing along in a car. Um, but there were a couple instances where I would be stuck into like a karaoke situation or stuff like that where people say, hey, you know, your voice ain't that bad. And um, I'll never forget, it was, I want to say, around 2014 where I came across a video on YouTube. I was just, you know, I like to watch videos on YouTube. And it was um, an X Factor audition video. How about that? Oh. And there was this guy, uh, they called him Jamie Afro, and he was singing the song. He was auditioning, singing the song, Sex on Fire. And here's this guy, and he starts singing it. Good voice, nothing out of this world but good. But what he did that day was he won over the crowd with stage presence. And like I said, good voice, but nothing crazy. And I said to myself, man, I'm not afraid of a crowd. I can do this, you know? That's when I reached out to a buddy of mine who is now a drummer and one of a really good friends of mine, like a brother to me, Rick. I heard he was a phenomenal drummer. And I Which reached out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. He Big is. shout, shout out, out to Rick. Rick. Big shout Big out to Rick. Out to Rick. And uh, I said, hey, man, I heard you you drum. You know, I was always wanted to see what my voice would sound like on um, a record track. Would you be down to throw something down and record? He said, for sure. So we recorded a couple songs. And, man, uh, we liked the way each other sounded. And then, you know, Molly Takedown came to light. Like, I always say with Molly Takedown, I feel like if I'm like Miami-Dade College basketball team, I mean, no disrespect to them, but, like, <laughs> and I just signed LeBron wade and bosh because what rick brought with his talent and then he brought around george andrew and damien and these guys are like some of the most talented artists i've ever seen and they decided to play with me so it was an honor and i always say i just scream into a mic and they make me sound good but uh you know it's, it's been a fun journey and music is such an escape for you know any situation which i love so much absolutely man 
we've seen you live and definitely like uh i think it was in south miami yeah you had that huge huge show uh what was that uh, irish, Saint irish Saint times Saint Patty's yeah. Day. huge yep. huge and yeah you, you do you guys definitely work the crowd i think Thanks. the uh the crowd worked and felt your energy and, yeah. and it was a fucking great time you've actually had other shows he actually <laughs> he showed me a video molly takedown which is pretty cool man that so they, they play your favorite hits essentially right. and they put their own rendition to the song yeah, their own spin to it. Yeah. but these guys did a house party i think it was for like a fucking a, a kid right yeah 14 year old 14 year old and dude it, it looked like it must have been a fun show it even was, for you guys yeah. you know even just the younger crowd the younger generation they were vibing with them and that's what's awesome about this band it's not like when you go and listen to you go to churchill's like when we talk about yeah or you have this specific genre of people that you play to no these people play for the crowd and i think that's why the crowd reciprocates and enjoys listening to you guys yeah thank you how tough has it been though in the last couple months with this whole covid stuff like you guys still getting together i mean yeah and you know it's had its uh struggles like everything else someone especially with music you know first and foremost because you know everything being closed down i mean i know that live music is not on the priority of agenda to open up again but on top of the fact that everyone, you know, all of us were, you know, we all got our own families and stuff. Uh, we're trying to be safe. So getting together and rehearsing has been really hard. So what we've been doing, you know, essentially, is, you know, it, it's finally given us the time actually to maybe start working on some originals. So we've been throwing around some ideas, you know, one guy will shoot a, you know, a track of him playing guitar or on the drums or one guy will shoot, you know, hey, some lyrics. And we're trying to come up with stuff like that. But, you know, we'll be maintaining in contact with each other with what we want to do and add new songs. And, you know, as far as even cover songs for the shows. So. It has slowed things down, but it hasn't stopped the drive. We're still finding ways to make it happen. And on top of that, you know, just to give a quick shout out, um, our drummer Rick just had a baby girl, and our, our bassist George just had a baby boy. Congratulations, so. Rick! Yeah. Cowbell, bro. No more fucking cowbell. The only guy on the planet doesn't like cowbell. Damn Jesus it. Christ! <laughs> we gotta add a cowbell to our. But now, like, congratulations, Rick well, uh, not, and George. With yeah, and George, George, congratulations. Um, but I, I like the fact that even though through all this shit that we're going through, but the creativeness of you guys are coming out. Yeah. We know you as an artist, you know, Ricky's good, George and all these guys, but now, and we, we spoke to another band, Sumo, and it's pretty funny you say that because <clears throat> before all this happened, that's the way they, they pretty much communicated to build a song. Yeah. So it'd be like, oh, one guy would send, hey, here's, a, here's this riff that I made. And then the other guy would be like, all right, hold on. And he would add the drums and then, and, and back and forth, next thing you know, boom, bam, boom, and you got a fucking song. Yeah, and, and it's really cool, man, because, you know, at the same time, like, we all obviously we play the same songs, but we all also have our individual like styles. So, you know, what this has led us to do, you know, being apart is, you know, everyone comes up with their own style and, and they'll bring it and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking of. And they'll send it and we'll work with it like, you know, not too long ago, uh, Rick, you know, he's a great songwriter, actually, um, you know, was throwing some lyrics my way. And then he throw and he threw um, a beat and I was adding some melody and and um, our guitarist, Drew, he's just insane on the guitar. What he can do what that guy can do with a guitar. And he, you know, him and Rick have been collaborating and. Same thing with George and Damien. I actually shot an idea to Damien the other day to say, hey, I want to I wanna remake this song. And I mean, it's really cool because now, you know, I'll send something to them and, and I'll say, hey, give it your flavor and then I'll make it mesh with my flavor. So it's a bunch of different ideas that can work cohesively together with the same idea. And, you know, it, and it's cool because, you know, music is such a, again, it's such a passion for artists and just anyone in general. Um, and, and it is such a um, disconnect from reality, especially now to just, you know, disconnect and relax. So we stay in touch through that and through our friendship because we all gotten really close, you know? And I got to say, mad respect to you guys too because um, anybody can 
and I don't mean this to be any kind of disrespect, but anybody that has some kind of musical talent can get together and they can do a cover band. But the flavor that you guys put to it, man, yeah. the spin, you know, your voice and, and, yeah. and just everything that, I don't know, it just works so well together. And you guys put a fucking bang to it, man. It's Thanks. awesome. Thank you. You want him to unzip now or later? <laughs> uh, two more beers. And I'm oh. in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have gotten this question before. And I know personally, pretty much your entire band has come from other bands. Yeah. You know, Rick, I, I remember listening to Rick on drums for, for his other, his previous local band. But what made you guys leave the original tunes and say, hey guys, let's fucking be a cover band? Well, essentially, um, when we came together, um, you know, at that point, everyone, and, and they still work on their own individual stuff, you know. Um, once you're an artist, you're always, you're always an artist. You can't take yeah. that away from you, that creativity that's, you know, instilled in you like these guys. But we just wanted to start playing shows together, and we understand, you know, the reality of how it is. Um, you know, until you're a famous band like, you know, just Foo Fighters who have lasted the test of time and all these things, to go to a bar, especially in a town like Miami, that is a very hopping town, and, you know, maybe rock is not the predominant, you know, genre. You want to play, and what I always say is when we're, when we're picking our set lists, you want to play what people go to the bar to hear. Can you mix an original here and there? Yeah, but people go to a bar and they want to hear songs they're familiar with. And we just wanted to get in front of people and play live because the rush of playing in front of a crowd. And we knew the best it's, way to do that right now was covers. At the same time, you know, make it still somewhat original to who we are. Okay. And, yeah. and Molly Takedown does have a backup dancer, I keep hearing. Yeah, right? he does. He does. We have this phenomenal backup dancer. His name is Chamo. Okay. Um, and he's probably the crowd favorite. And uh, we specifically learned a rock uh, rendition of Bye 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 Sync just for him. <laughs> really? And I hear he kills it. He does kills he kill it. it? He rewrote the dance on that thing. I mean, if he's not at a show, JT there's no ain't point. got shit on him. Uh, he's got a, got a damn thing. And he's actually about to be a dad. So shout out to Chamo. Hey, shout Chamo. out to Chamo. Yeah, yeah. God, I, I, everybody's becoming dads, man. I mean, home all the time. You know what's hey, going to hey. happen? <laughs> man, you know, Chamo, we, we went to a birthday party. What was it? Last year. Yeah. Uh, for our buddy Miguel. Yes. And uh, he hates it because, of course, I'm like fucking two sheets to the wind. I'm like, hey, bro. We're going to put on a song. Guess what it is? And he's like, I wonder, you know? Mm -hmm. And I made, remember, we made him dance in front of all these fucking strangers and it's just, skipping it's just, a beat, bro. It's naturally still him. I have this game I play with him where I literally put on a song and I'll tell him, okay, like for real, all jokes aside, try not to dance and sing. And I don't think not once has he passed 10 seconds. Like it's just, <laughs> he's just a diva. It's in him. You know what we got to do? We got to set up a dance battle between him and BB. Oh. Oh. That's but you know BB I gotta tell you BB's a, another good friend of ours too and he's, he's a he's hellacious a Michael da Jackson dancer okay. but okay. you know he's one of the ones that he's like he fucking goes to the party and then when there's new people there of course like if I bring BB to the party right I'm like hey and we're jamming and we put on MJ he's like you know he's a little bit of a what is it he likes the attention a little bit of an attention whore so he's like oh okay he does it but his wife is there like. <sighs> fucking michael jackson joe coy actually says something really funny in his stand-up he's like jesus christ like come and do the dance come and do the dance and he's like fuck oh yeah with the mom the dance, you know? <laughs> yeah that was a funny one but yeah i think chamo and bb definitely are gonna have a dance off and yeah. i think the only place you're gonna see it is on the hangout hour so yeah. that's right. something we're gonna, we're gonna put up in the future throw a little after your paternal after your paternal leave chamo <laughs> after the paternal leave you come yeah, out here yeah he's also an interpretive dancer and he does some contemporary stuff it's very impressive oh yeah 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 wow Okay. Remember this one time uh, we were at a bar in Miami Strand, where it was called, and, you know, we're all hanging out. The drinks Footballs? are flowing. Yeah, but it could be. What? No. Woody's, is it called? Or Tom's. No, Woody's. In Miami Springs? It's in the Springs. I think it's it's right off of 36. It's not Tom's. It's not okay. Tom's. I know Tom's. Okay. 
And, you know, we're, we're hanging out and having a couple drinks, and I see a stage. I'm like, okay. And I see a guy get up and perform. I'm like, I know how this night's going to end. In my mind, I already saw what was going to happen. And he had no idea. Yeah, no, no, no. He didn't know. And, but I knew that, you know, my boy Chum won't leave me hanging. So eventually after, you know, drink, who knows what, I end up on stage. I tell the guy that's playing, I'm like, hey, do you know how to play Creep from Radiohead? I'm like, yeah. okay. He starts playing. I start singing. And um, I knew I wouldn't be left out to dry. Chamo got up there and did this just beautiful. Really? Contemporary Breathtaking? version. Breathtaking? Like, I mean, it, you really felt his soul in the dance. This kid <laughs> went all out and committed to this dance. And he went, I mean, it was so hard for me not to laugh, to stay on key. But just our, our syncopation together, it just flowed so beautifully. My voice into his movements, it was just art. Sync? <laughs> Listen to that. Syncopation. No, it's great. It's great. They definitely, that, that just proves that they definitely have something special. We do. You know? we do have a so if Molly Takedown doesn't ever work out, Dancing with the Stars may be in your future. Well, right? I mean, you know, I'll be his agent because I'll definitely be Chum will be the talent in that area. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, back to, uh, to you and, and Molly Takedown. Was there any... For, for you as the singer, and we've had some other groups in here, bands and, and independent artists, do you do anything to, like, first of all, do you have any formal training or, and secondly, is there anything that you do prior to getting up to the stage? Because I recall you telling me, like, tea and all that shit. Yeah, so, um, I actually have no formal training at all. The only training I had was, um, you know, the day after I saw that video that I was talking about that, uh, you know, that X Factor YouTube video. I went to one of those School of Rocks where they, you know, they have like a free voice audition and uh, I met a guy named Manny there and, you know, um, what he did was, hey, I'm going to play, I'm going to, what song do you know all the lyrics to? And I'm going to play the instrumental version, just sing along. And I told him, I put on Drive by Incubus, you know, I think Brandon Boyd has the voice Fucking of a God. fantastic song. Yeah, and that guy has the voice of a God. And um, he put it on, I start singing, he looks at me and he tells me, hey man. Uh, for $2 million, would you blow Brandon Boyd? I'd do it for free. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's we got that. You guys got that, right? Damn it. God damn it. Ah, let's go left. Uh, we got all the hearts hey, here we, now. Hey, hey, hey let's go left because it'll be real fucking fun. You here know, you guys, that's entrapment. You guys, <laughs> yes, I told you, man, we shoot from the hip on yeah, the show. Yeah, see that. You guys, good one. Well, well played. Um, but um, so, you know, after I sang that song, he kind of stopped. He goes, hey, man, are, are you bullshitting with me? I'm like, he goes, you never sang before. I'm like, no, I never really sang in front of anybody. He goes, oh, you know, I think you should start looking into a band. And, you know, I worked with him for like two weeks. So, I mean, if you call that my extent no. of training. And then as far as preparation before a show, there is a specific video I'll look up on YouTube, like vocal warm-up exercises. And then I'll always have, you ever watch me sh uh, play? I got a Yeti. I keep a me in there. It's a, um, a throat coat tee. Waiting for the jokes. There it is. Hey. <laughs> 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 We'll let that one slide, dude. And, you know, D puts a little bit of extra ceremony yeah. for me. but uh, Some young guy, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I'll just, you know, I'll sip on that to keep, um, you know, uh, it's going to come with the next line. My throat lubricated, but hey. <laughs> Man, you're just making it too easy. Uh, no, just, yeah. keep on, just, just keep on. Just keep, keep on going. going. Uh, just keep you, know, you want the shovel? Hold on. Just fucking <laughs> dig it away. Can you, your, can you lower your voice a little bit and just keep on talking nice and slow yeah. for me? You know, let's set up the music. Let's dim these lights a little bit. Let's get the ambiance going. And, you know, that, and I'll sip on that. Other than that, um, you know, just take it from there. Awesome. So, sh that's awesome. Dom the intern. Tom, let's hey, go, let's hey, Dom. Dom the intern. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Miami is very difficult. I, I, I feel that Miami being the city that we are, and we've spoken about this again in the past, and I'm sorry to keep bringing that up, but um, being the, the nightlife city that we are, and essentially it's not Vegas, but it's still the city that doesn't sleep. Yeah. You know? There isn't really a good push for local and live music. Now, you go to Fort Lauderdale, it's different. You got Fat Cats, Revolution. They have a, a American Social up there. I think they play. 
But down here, you have Churchill's. You, at the time, had Cafe Cristal, Tobacco Road, which was, you know, gone. And I'm still disappointed and upset about that. But there's really not much. Now you'll have, like, Gramps and little pop-up places. Yeah. Winwood, I think, is picking up. But you guys, as a band, collectively, what has been your favorite place to play, A? And B, do you think that we as artists because we are all artists do you think there's some sort of scene that we can revive here in miami um yeah absolutely um well first of all i mean we played a lot of great places you know um amongst others we played at boogies and we played at um lincoln brewery but um black point is definitely one of our favorite shows and they always keep bringing oh, nice. us back and that's a good crowd i also gotta give a, a shout out to the guy that actually gave us our first true shot at a big gig um higgins from um irish times he now owns the um the dubliner the, the, the dubliner in the dub city is it dub he always fucks with me when i yeah. say it. it's not it's dubliner higgins and sons yeah right well that guy will throw you know he threw like the best saint patty show every year in um at in south miami and when he had that bar irish times I mean, this guy, when we were just like a week old as a band, gave us a shot to play in front of 300 people. Nice. And then every St. Patty show, he, after that first show, he said, hey, I want you guys to be my headliner. And last year, which was the greatest part, um, that's after already he um, moved out of Irish Times, was working on this new bar, was able to set up a stage inside of that new downtown Doral area outside of Martini Bar. Yeah. And man, this guy had, you know, Power 96, um, you know, give us a shout out. He had us on the big screen. So, I mean, anything that Higgins puts on for us has definitely been one of our favorites, too, because, I mean, this guy comes through when it comes to, like, you know, putting on a show. And it's funny that we're talking about him because um, I've sat, we've sat down and, and talked to him in length, and let me tell you, that guy's got a crazy story. He's actually agreed to come on to the show eventually and, and talk about his story. I got a funny story about Higgins. Um, we're at his bar one day, and... Uh, Little did I, you know, I didn't know because I'm a, I'm a Miami guy. So I'm in his bar and I go, hey, can I have an Irish car bomb? <laughs> Rule number one when you're in an Irish pub. Don't say Irish car bomb. Do not say Irish car bomb. Oh, boy. Because that is like a fucking, like I wanted, I thought he was going to fucking square off, square up <laughs> on me. I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, my bad, dude. Can I have a uh, Guinness, Bailey's and, and uh, you know, a shot of Jameson? So he started laughing and that's how we became friends. But. That guy, man, he he definitely he knows how to do it. He knows how to put yeah. on shows. He understands that nightlife and what yeah. Miami really needs yeah. because we've lost yeah. that. I agree. You, you have places like um, Live and yeah, Eleven, you and know, stuff like that. even Bougainvilliers. Bougainvilliers are no, I'm sorry, not Bougainvilliers. Uh, Blue Martini. At one point, they were having live music performed, yeah. but then it turned. It, it's tailored their sound more to like the Spanish scene. I think what's going on, especially within Miami, and this is just my opinion, of course, is. You know, Miami is a very trendy town. So I think what Agreed. gets lost in translation is Miami and especially these uh, venues feel they have to keep up with the trends and what's in. And I think they overlook the base that's in this city of people that love would love to go to a bar and hear 90s alternative rock, to hear songs you grew up jamming to, hear Nirvana, you know, and then hear some Foo Fighters and, and stuff like that. You know, I think people underestimate. I mean, how cool would it be if right now I told you and we were saying, hey, let's go to that bar right now that's going to play nothing but 90s grunge. You know, I mean, that shit would be yeah. packed all the time, you yeah, know? I mean. But I think that, you know, because of this town and its constant, you know, evolving to the times being one of the premier party cities, I would say that you could put Miami in the top five in this country as a party city, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. That they have to keep with the trends. But I think in the transition of doing that, they've overlooked the base in this town that loves live music and loves that, you know, rock and even, you know, alternative type of sound. Yep. Music. Have you ever played at uh, or have the desire to play at Gilbert's? 
No, you know what? Actually, we were thinking about doing that. They have a pretty cool, man. I've yeah, they do. Dope bands over there. We were actually um, looking into people that come. My, un- my uncle used to live down there, and um, he- I had actually called him in January to make some connects on there, but, you know, everything happened, you yeah, know, yeah, with everything getting shut down, and we were looking to be playing there. That's that's a great crowd, too, man. You yeah, know, it's a man. great crowd to play, too. So that's the goal. Once this COVID shit backs off, because I feel I'm I'm one of that believes that everything happens for a reason. And, and I believe that like right now the earth is going through all this crazy fucking like change. A cleansing. It's like a cleansing. Yeah. Right. But I feel like now our goal and it, it is our responsibility. It's your responsibility in, in the band. It's the other band's responsibility to once this all starts getting, picking back up the shit that we've taken for granted. Yeah. Let's do it right, man. Because look like, like Dom here, right? Dom, how old are you? 26. You're 26 years old. When you were growing up, where was it that you went and saw live music? Uh, aside from like Warp Tour or any like Not big even, concert. All right, so you, what, what bars would you go to? Yeah, but. But in Miami, nothing, pretty much, which is fucked up. Yeah, because I feel that me growing up when I was introduced to music, you know, and playing in the high school bands, you had a shitload of house parties that bands were actually playing. Yeah, and then if not, you had the Cafe Cristals, the yeah. a, uh, Studio A. You had obviously Churchill's. Churchill, is it's still the test of time. Yeah, but that's our. This is our responsibility now. That yeah. we need to go ahead and start pushing for that, man, because. There's a lot of talented people out there, man, that probably don't regard music in the way they should, and they have a natural capability and ability yeah. to, to do that. They have a gift. Yeah, there's a lot so, of talented people. And one thing, to, to piggyback off what you said earlier, it's so crazy how that's the case here in Miami, but if you go up to somewhere as close as Fort Lauderdale, it's like it's life scene. Like in, no, in November, we played at a show called Riptide Fest, and man, like it was on the beach, right? And what you see is now concerts on the beach for like you know you know ultra edm or even country dude let me tell you this this show at riptide we played and it was such an honor to play there there was you know there was switchfoot jimmy eat world you know fuel and it was packed man and people loved yeah, it it do. was awesome really like do. and we're talking what 30 minute drive north if that i mean yeah. you know depending but, on how fast you drive you know but yeah. but realistic <laughs> but realistically the what turns people off to going up to fort lauderdale is that drive yeah yeah it what is. happens people like to go get fucking liquored up yeah and you know you well, will. I mean, I, the Uber drive from here to Fort Lauderdale is fucking I'm in, pricey. I'm in the business of if 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 I know it's going to be a good show, the 30 minute drive doesn't bother me because I take uh, it's same. Thing but for, you plan for that event, you correct? But if if it's a, like a Riptide event, you're going to plan for. I understand it. that. Just like if you would go 30 minutes to or 45 minutes to Gilbert's, you're going to go for the food, you're going to go for the ambiance, and you know at some point because the the I can't even count. My, I've already lost fingers of how many times I've been there and I've listened to bands, and you know that the band that's going to be there is going to be a pretty decent band that you're gonna fucking rock out to you know Absolutely. what i mean it's gonna be very entertaining but my, my issue is we're a tourist city what about you don't know of these events how many times have you fucking gone to another city and like oh fuck this event's here or this bar's here and you walk yeah. into a fucking bar and fuck you yeah. you vibe there no yeah that's miami true. loses that yeah it does and we we i think collectively everybody can go ahead and and we can kind of somewhat revive a scene if that's what it's a golden opportunity because um you know the people that are growing up now like even dan was saying uh, don was saying um 
you know, he didn't know that stuff because there's it's a gener it's a music loss to this generation. Like, you know, my kids growing up now, they, they don't know about any of the stuff. They'll grow up saying, Oh no, no, I grew up going on, uh, you know, EDM and stuff like that. And listen, no shot to EDM too, but there's such a wide variety of yeah. range of music and, and talented artists down here that, you know, don't just, you know, do EDM or hip hop or reggaeton. There's it there those are all great genres, but there's so much more. And I think, you know, you're right. I think it's something we need to revive before it's lost in this next generation. When they become adults, they'll know nothing of it. What are they going to pass on? And, you know, man, uh, rock and, and alternative and grunge and anything that you want to scope in that in that section. It's it's great music, dude. Some of our greatest artists, you know, Cobain and, you know, all these guys came from there, you know. Yeah, it's something we don't want to lose track of. And especially now us being all dads. Right? Yeah. Like my, my daughter fucking goes to Alexa, play Dave Matthews band, yeah. right? I don't I, even want to get into his no, son. His <laughs> son is ridiculous. He, you put on any any rock band from the 80s, maybe even pushing 70s. No, way, even worse. There I mean, go. 60s it, and It's 70s. up to us. It, it is up he's, to us, He's bro. a beast. Um, <clears throat> I always, I ask this question to Danny and all the, all the, anybody that's an artist that sings on stage or performs on stage, I always ask this. It, can you describe, in, in I guess some sort of words, if you can, uh, or put into feeling, or your feelings into words, I should say, is... Um, when you're up there, you know, you're 300 people, you're 400, even if it's 50 people, that feeling that you have inside, you know, right when you, that, that moment from the moment that you get to step on stage to perform to while you're performing and then after like that euphoria, because I know it's a, it's yeah. a state of euphoria. It's definitely euphoric. It's good anxiety. Yeah, it is. Um, You know, it's crazy because I know so many people before the first time they want to sing, the, the biggest fear is obviously you want, you want to sing so bad, but like do I sound good? And you're always waiting for that one person to say, um, do I sound good? And, you know, I had that fear just like everyone else. But once you get in the groove and you just pass that initial fear, man, it's like a rush like you've never experienced. There's something about hearing you sing, you know, when I'm singing a song, even if it's a cover song, and watching people sing along. And, you know, it could be someone else's song, but they're singing, to, singing along with me and my band. Dude, uh, for me, there's no bigger rush than to see a crowd get hyped because... You're the jukebox right You're there, the jukebox. Bro. Your vocals and, and your guys on the drums, on the bass, the keys and the guitar, getting them going. Like, I, you know, to be the focal point of what gets people feeling good and, and, you know, after a long work week or whatever anyone has going on in their lives, they decide to come and share those couple hours with you and all inhibitions go away and they're just jamming and feeling your sound. And as a singer, man, I mean, you would have to ask my other guys on that um, feeling to their designated instruments. I'm sure it's the same, but as a singer... Is there's no rush like it in the world to see people like bobbing their head to your voice? It's it's badass. My um my stepdad always told me it's it's called especially when you're when you're like clicking and the music's playing, um, it's it's called being in the zone, right? Yeah. And uh, this is gonna sound cheesy. Do you remember that movie Drumline? Of course. One, one band, one dr one drum, one, one band, band, one sound. Yeah. It's the same Who would thing have thought Orlando Jones could be a serious actor, yeah, right? right. <laughs> I always remember him in replacements. Remember replacements? Yeah, with the, with with the, the elephant. <laughs> looks like an elephant jizz on my hands, coach. But you have um, it, that that's a that's something that you notice when you see a band performing, which is there's nobody trying to outshine the next guy in the band. When you guys are clicking together and sounding, yeah. hey, yeah, could you have fucking gone a little higher on that? No, but you're gonna drown out maybe your guitar player on his lead, or or, or is your could your drummer put up? fucking disgusting role in this part less is more kind of thing it's just being it's it's the clicking yeah the, the and connecting the cohesiveness and it, and it really is that's why a band's got to get along not just as a band man like i'm gonna tell you my band my guys like they're, they're they're like brothers to me man all these guys and and everyone brings such an element to the table like obviously you know i have to make sure that i i can present somewhat of a stage presence and match my pitch 
Um, but what what Rick and George do in that rhythm section with the bass and, and drums, like they, those guys are like the heartbeat of to our sound. And then what Damien does on the keys, like I've never seen a guy do what that guy can do on keys. And then and then Andrew has such a unique sound that like I can close my eyes and you could put me in a room of a thousand people and say one by one, who guitar, which guitarist is this? And when I hear Andrew play, it's like that's Andrew because th that guy has just a different vision and take and. He's one of the focal points of what makes these covers our own as well, the way he puts it in. And there's these times where I see him just, like, we he doesn't even rehearse a solo. That guy just goes, you know, in, in momentum. It's just going off. And, and the talent cohesively is is, is so great. And, and that's why you got to be close as a band because we just feel each other. I, there's so many times that, you know, I'll be singing. And, you know, it happens to all of us, man. I have to learn so many songs sometimes in such a short amount of time. And it's one thing. It's easier, in my opinion, this is my opinion. It's easier to remember a song you wrote yourself because you wrote it, right? One thing I'll never forget in those two weeks that I did go to vocal lessons is uh, Manny. Um, he told me the hard and easy thing about covering a song is, one, the song is already there is the easiest part. But two, the hardest part is the song is already there. Which is funny you say yeah, that because when we, when we started playing, like I, I'm a confident drummer. So, but when you're making the original, it's a hundred percent true. Like exactly. I know, cause I'm putting the rhythm portion on this, on the, on this track. Right. But then like these guys brought songs that like I would listen to on the radio, but mm -hmm. I wasn't an avid listener to the song. Like, yeah, yeah, summer 69. Yeah. You know, summer 69, but do you know summer 69? Right. Yeah. yeah. And you start playing and I feel like, dude, all oh, it's a rudimentary song, but then you play it and I'm like, holy shit, I suck. <laughs> on my craft right now this is terrible and it was extreme like for me playing co covers yeah gets a little difficult especially yeah. if you're going to go out there and perform it because it's not now you're just jamming in a garage or in a studio with your buddies it's you're preparing to go fucking play something that's already been a hit yeah in front of fucking hundreds of people. exactly so there's already uh, an expectation Correct. there you know what i'm saying and, and at the end of the day you know again like you know we we want to do um our originals and we've been writing originals we're really excited about but when you're doing covers, you know, and, and, and our, you know, at the end of the day, it, it is a passion, first and foremost. But it's also, you know, when we're going to a bar, it's a business. Like, the bars are hiring us to provide for them as well. So we got to make sure we put on a show and we got to sound good. You know, it's a, you, know, you got to perfect your craft and be a professional. So when you go there, you want to make sure you're doing the right thing. I don't know how many times Rick has saved my ass when I get lost on when I'm supposed to come back in vocally and I'll just look back at him and he already knows. He feels my body movements and he'll just give me the little nod right before the, and I know to come back in. So going back to the point of the cohesiveness, you really got to know. And, and it's the same thing like so many times I've seen Andrew and, and George look at each other and they just know when to get on at the same time. It's just by a look. And the same thing with Damien. And Damien saved my ass a bunch of times by getting on the keys. And so, it, again, you have to have that cohesiveness to make it flow. It's not just a bunch of talented artists that can get together and make it right. You know, you guys got to feel each other, man, like body movements and just know. And, 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 you know, that's, that's essentially what makes the band strong. I had a question about, uh, <clears throat> when you're on stage, I, I know I've seen like the, actually the, the video that we, the picture that we posted today that you have like an iPad. I've, we asked, uh, Ray Guell when he was in here too, do you, do you have like in your earpiece, do you have somebody telling you maybe lyrics? He's like, no, absolutely not. You don't memorize. Cause you said it's my yeah. original song. So it's a yeah. lot easier to memorize. So when you have your iPad there, I know it's your show sheet, right? Because yeah. I know you know what song's next. And like, yeah. Do you have the lyrics? I mean, how, how do you work it so you can remember? you? Because you're playing, what, what's your set like? So sometimes, we, I mean, there have been sets where we played 40 songs, man. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, you can't, yeah. It's almost impossible to memorize that. So how does so that work for what, you? What I do with my iPad is I'm, I always have lyrics on, on my iPad ready for the song where we're at. 
And, you know, it's just inevitable human nature. What will happen is you're learning so many songs, okay? And sometimes there's been times where we've had like 15 songs for a show in like a month. So what I'll do is I'll have the lyrics there, but I'm not looking at the lyrics, so that just makes it karaoke. What I'll do is it's a safety net for me. Have there been times where I feel a lyric, a line coming up where I blank out? Yeah, so I'll always make sure, if you ever let me play, you'll see me kind of scroll my thumb. And it's just to always make sure that the lyric is at the part that I'm singing. Because if I ever have a situation where I'm blanking out for a minute, which again, it happens to be on so much. All I need to look, I'll look down for a second. If I see one word, it'll trigger me for the rest of the verse. It's just okay. kind of like a safety net, you know, okay, because perfect. again, like you said, you know, when you write your original songs, you know what you wrote it yourself. But like, think about it. Play any song you want right now that you could say, you know, uh, you sing all the time. Play it and take out the lyrics and don't put, you know, the words where you can see it and see how many times you'll yeah, actually yeah, remember you each single word, you know, so... You have to, you know, I use it more like a safety net just in case because the last thing I want to do is, you know, blank out, um, which has happened at times, but these guys behind me save my ass. But, you know, um, so that's basically what I use that for. All right. You know, they're, they're also, you, you were talking prior to the show um, that you guys are now actually starting to work on a couple of originals. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. You actually played a, sorry guys, but you <laughs> kind of played a sample. A sound that Rick yeah. and I are working on, yeah. And it sounds really fucking good, Thank man. you, man. Thank you. It sounds really good. You actually... I think you, your family breeds art because your sister is also <laughs> yes. a fucking fantastic, first of all, hairstylist uh, yes. at Lux. At the Lux. At the Lux. She's cut me up Damn. a couple times, and cut my wife. I go over there with Ivana. You want to yeah. go there, get a nice little haircut, drink mm -hmm. some beer. Awesome, awesome that place to go. Chain. You need to go check it out because ugh, you need something. And also my boy Leo, who, you know, fades me up on the sides and keeps me all groomed and stuff. He's a badass barber, uh, badass barber as well. So Ivana and Leo, thank you for making this happen. This is all premeditated. This isn't just happening. <laughs> but, <laughs> but your sister also, uh, you were playing... Um, you know, she's a big Stevie Nicks fan. Yeah, she is. But she's got a fucking hellacious voice as well, yeah. man. Yeah, and it goes back to, it's so funny with my sister, man. I'm very proud of how far she's come as a singer because, you know, um, she's always like singing just as much as I do. Um, you know, I was just, you know, blessed with the opportunity to meet Rick that really kind of gave me the confidence to keep going. But she had that stagnation where she never really knew another singer like that or another artist to tell, hey, you sound good. So when, you know, when a guy like of Rick's caliber of what he could do, because what this guy does in the drums is incredible. When he tells me, hey, man, you sound good, it gives me a boost of confidence saying, damn, this guy's been around and this guy's a badass drummer. For him to say, I sound good, I, I must sound okay, it gave me that boost. My sister didn't have that opportunity, so she was always very hesitant. So as I started singing, it was maybe about two, three years already of singing that, you know, she always wanted to sing and sing and sing and you know, my sister was scared to even get in front of a mic in front of me, just me and her alone. Until one day I got her drunk enough <laughs> to finally do it. Those are the best. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and it's, it takes a lot to get my sister drunk because she could drink. Wait a minute. Isn't this an episode? Is this is a scene from Step Brothers. <laughs> no, bro. I remember that scene. <laughs> no. <laughs> so basically, you know, she starts singing and, you know. You got your sister cheesing, by the way. Oh, yeah, there you go. She's totally uh, embarrassed. But uh, at the end of the day, what ends up happening is. You know, she finally starts singing. I said, once she got past that initial fear, then she, you know, I said, okay, you're going to sing a couple songs with Molly Takedown. And after that first show, you know, once she shook off that, you know, stage fright, she's really come into her own. And every now and then she'll, you know, hit her up, hey, come over, let's jam a little bit. And her voice has really grown as a singer and just her confidence. So, yeah, man, we, we, we've been talented. And, and actually, my brother used to play bass back in the day. He was pretty badass at it, too. So, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Maybe, I don't know, my group. I don't know. Maybe a long lost relative. Maybe I was related to Ernesto de la Cruz. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Wow, it was fancy. From Coco. You know, um, he's not only a singer. <laughs> you know this, right? J Val here, lead singer to Molly Takedown, is not only a singer. Okay. He's also a little bit of an actor. <laughs> if you guys follow this guy on social media, first of all, 
He's a diehard Disney <laughs> fan. I am. Right? Pirates of the Caribbean specifically, I would yes, say. Right? I am a modern day Jack Sparrow. Uh, you are. Johnny there's no Depp. Debate. There's a little white the Johnny Depp. Thank you. I'm going to get the Sparrow tattoo on my forearm. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, he uh, dresses up. No, it's funny because before the show, uh, he goes, yeah, you dress up as, uh, what's the guy from Beauty and the Beast? The, 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 the oh, because I, the- to- I was trying to remember, what's the Beast's name? Beast. Beast. No, the Prince. The Prince. There is no name. There's no name to it. It's Prince See? and it's Beast. I would have yeah. lost that in a competition. Like yeah, you would have. You would have. Yeah. You would have. But uh, Suck he, it, right? You're not going to be in our family of the few team, sir. <laughs> no, you're, you're, <laughs> I am out. But uh, he, um, he dresses up and it's, it's awesome. So we have a good idea. And we're going to do your daughter's name. We're not going to put that out there, but you have a daughter and a son. Yes. Okay. So what we're going to do for your daughter is your son is a big Disney guy. No, or? my son is a modern day Steve Irwin, just like his uncle. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, is your is your wife a big uh, Disney, Disney my, buff? My, yeah, my wife is a huge Disney buff as well. Okay. She is. What's your favorite Disney movie? My favorite Disney of all time is Robin Hood. Risen Mine Robin. too. Oh my God. Are you it, feeling this? It's, it, it's a connection. Is this happening live it's, right now? Yep. <laughs> But it's uh, for me. It goes Robin Hood and bro. Call me what you want to call me. I love Peter Pan. Bro. Peter Pan's awesome. <laughs> I well, there's a lot of stuff being explained at the moment. Oh, that Let's just let all our feelings uh, out on the table uh, right, right now. But um, so like I I went to that uh, which I'll never do again. That um, the Halloween thing in Disney. Uh, uh, not so scary. Yeah, which is a ripoff, by the way. But uh, what it I'm, might be now. But when that when it first started, well, where my kids, what you pay for essentially is one parade that they do, like the guys with the shovels and everything, and then not to forget th- that the hocus pocus witches do throw on a killer concert at that place. They do. Listen, when I started, but they, you know, they saying I, I put a spell on you. Yeah, and yeah. it makes you really my, want to dance like you're under a spell. Yeah, no, my, my wife is a huge hocus pocus fan. I but, still wave at the characters as this drive by. Even my girl, are you one of these, bro? Okay, I, all right, here we go. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit something. I Disney World for me. It's so you have Disney World as a kid, you being a kid. Yes. And it's magic. It is. It's imagination. And I'm all about imagination yeah. and what. And then now you're like in your teen years and you just go there like, hey, with a girlfriend, like, hey, whatever. And you kind of like disconnect a little bit, right? Yeah. But then you have. Tell about getting the girl to the hotel by herself <laughs> at that time, right? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Or on Splash Mountain <laughs> yeah, for a little bit, right? Yeah, there you go. Or, but then you have kids and then you go back. Magic to is Disney. rediscovered. And let me tell you something Walt Disney World had that down to a pack down yeah. to you relive it again yeah yeah you the the magic is just it comes out so i go now with my wife i if there's a petition out there for disney world by the way and for all the disney dorks that are, are listening maybe you'd understand and feel my pain but if there is a petition out there to bring back spectral magic parade you know the one oh with the, my the long pretty song of course they dude. stopped that do you want right? to hear this one of my ringtones on my phone i fucking love yes, that parade uh, and they brought they they disbanded it. Out, so i mean yes. I, I, I can i can I really nerd out, out when it comes to disney you know, so, I, I can go i can i can go down a black hole here if you but, really want to take this road with me because but, <laughs> but now as a father we'll be watching a parade and just seeing my daughter connect yeah. with imagination and seeing these yeah. these characters i'll look at my wife and i'm a fucking mess i'm yeah. crying like i have to put on my shades because i'm like this is what it's about it's it's just yeah, pure if, it's if, pure, if there's right? one thing that disney's always had to figure it out i'll never forget um i don't know where i heard it but the perfect line to, to sum up disney's that disney world's just got to figure it out 
And it really isn't, it, you know, but you're coming from, I'm, I'm a huge, my family is a big Disney family and Disney's a big staple in my life. I proposed at Disney World. I mean, it's really bad. Um, you know, when me and my wife were dating, we would literally like, I'll never forget one of our first times dating. I didn't care if it sacrificed my man card, which I don't really have much one of anyway. But, uh, you know, when I went one of my first times with my wife, I scheduled to take a picture with every princess by myself. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh all the time God, I got out there with my awesome. wife, and I'm waving at the characters yeah. as they go by. But it's not, it, it, oh to go up what you're God, saying. I would love true. to be next to your so wife great. looking at you going. Yeah, she's like, I'm, I'm dating this dude. Hurry up, babe. Yeah. Cinderella in five. I, it worked. It worked. They worked. Hey, Aurora, 20 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> you know? But, um, you know, but it is, it does take it, even as someone that's obsessed as Disney with I am, as I am, when you have your kids there, um, taking it seeing their first um you know it's like when they get there and they see mickey come down the parade they give you this look and there's like oh my god he is here this is where he lives and that they're in that magic and it's real to them it really transcends or just it revives the magic in you in and disney world but especially when it's them that realizes yeah it. see yeah. i'm already past I'm, I'm way past the stage of you guys or where you guys are at with yeah. my kids but you, it's it's one thing to see because there's two times in disney where it's where it's prevalent you as a parent taking your kid for the first time and you seeing your kid in disney world yeah Right, so my I, I'm the I'm the dad. I'm seeing. Oh my God, we're in Disney World! How fantastic! And you see the emotion in your kid. Yeah. But then there's a there's a change in that when you actually take your kid back, and he's the one or she's the one that really understands. Like, oh my God, they start yelling out characters. Yeah. And here's Mickey, and here's Pluto, and here's this character, and you're like, they really understand what's going on. That's the second emotion, and then the third emotion is, hey, you want to go to Disney? Ugh, again <laughs> do you smuggle alcohol into disney i mean i, I cannot confirm or deny yeah, that allegation say, be careful with disney has a cia to be watching and i am a avid disney goer i've been a uh, annual pass holder since the 70s and i was born in 85 so <laughs> i got a funny i got a funny story i uh go to disney maybe like two three years ago and i go with two other couples right so now we figured it out that you don't have to stay on, even though I'm, I, I still geek out and I want to stay in the Disney resort because yeah. I love the shuttle. I love, I'm out. but whatever money, money reasons and whatever. And it makes more sense to stay off, off the lot. Yeah. And you, you stay like on a townhouse and, and whatever. Yeah. A villa and a villa. You know. So what happens, you know, dads will be dads and it's typically the dads, the, like at least the girls, they, they don't want to have any part of this because when we go to Magic Kingdom... Yeah, how convenient. They don't want anything to do with it until it's inside the park, and then <clears> they want... Well, let me get there, because I've never been successful. So, I go to Disney, and, uh, you know, everybody tells me, yeah, we go to Wawa, we, we buy a Coke, we put rum, and we walk in, and they don't even stop you, right? So, I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be good. We had a toddler. We had, like, two babies with us, my, and then the, the, the bigger kids, right? My daughter and her friends. So... I go in the morning. My wife tells me, where are you going? And I'm like, kind of like, hot. hold on. I freaked out for a second. Um, so my wife tells me, where are you going? And I kind of have to like lie to her. I'm like, no, I, I, I got to go get water, right? Because the fucking asshole friends of mine, I lost the whatever bet or whatever. And I'm the dickhead that has to go to the, al the liquor store. So I go to the liquor store. And what do I buy? I buy, the, I buy like four 750 ml uh uh, rum and cokes uh, captain morgan's yeah so we have this huge diaper bag so i think it's got ice and everything and that's what's cool about disney they let you bring your own food in because yeah. they understand well can i just break your story for just <clears> one <throat> second go ahead the the trips to disney 
changed for me when I realized, remember, I came when my parents, we never took anything in. It was only, we always bought it to concession stands and shit. And I always remember hearing my dad complain, God damn, this shit's fucking so expensive, blah, blah. I did it until I realized that you can bring anything and everything you want, obviously, except for alcohol. But I'm talking about like two cool, you can bring like rolling yeah. coolers and food galore. They don't give a shit. And I figured that out, right? So we did sandwiches, we did everything. So I get there and I'm like, I'm a mule right now, right? I, I packed the, the bag at the bottom with these bottles. Little, you know, little flask, the glass flask. You, you're familiar with what I'm talking of course. about. Of course. So I, at the time, I wasn't a big vodka drinker, which everybody's probably listening like, bro, you just get us over hills and put vodka and that's it, right? I, no, I, I didn't do that. So I put it in the bottom of the bag and I'm like scoping it out, right? And I'm like, oh my God. So I pick this line where they're doing the security check where it looks like a 19 year old girl like hi welcome to disney world have a magical day and you know i'm, I'm like all right this is good she's not gonna really like I, she sees me t hustling and tussling with all these bags she's not gonna fuck with me i get up to her i promise you on the hand of jesus christ it was like a fucking something you would see out of a, out of a movie i turn around to give like the thumbs up to my buddy and as i turn in that transition, she was tapped to be changed. I guess her shift was done. And I, have, I got like a 280-pound, 5'7 woman. We'll just leave it at that. Short black hair because we know what Disney you loves. You already knew you were done at that moment. No, I knew I was done when I saw what she had on her hands. She had black gloves with the cut-off fingers, oh, right? Oh, boy. And smelled... Of copper tone, like the, the the sunblock. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, she was ready right? for the long haul. So I go ahead and I'm like, oh, she's like, hi, welcome to it. Hi, sir, put your bags in. And so, you know, they have the, the whole drumstick that they're like searching. Mm -hmm. So I go, oh, okay, cool. So I'm like, ah, maybe she won't like do such a thorough search. My man. Not only did she find all three... The first one she finds, she's like, what's this? I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe my kid's <laughs> apple juice. <laughs> and she goes and she's like... And she pour, she pulls this bitch out to shame me, right? In front of all we of got liquor. coworkers. We have liquor. What's this? Liquor. <laughs> oh, I'm like, bitch, like you haven't seen Captain Morgan before. Like, put that down. Like, you got on the oh, OPA and everything. Yeah, attention, like, attention. Uh, we have, we have a code three. A we have a code yeah, what's, three. That, what's that episode from Monsters, Inc. when they find the sock on the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 she goes and puts it out, boom, on the table. Mind you, I had a backup. And the backup's backup in there. So I'm like, oh, and she's like, um, she keeps looking and she goes, oh, is this another one? Again, the whole thing. Oh, and now it's like fucking Mickey police all around me. I'm like, fuck, they're not going to let the me in. The tune patrol came yeah, in. The the, the, exactly. So she goes and she puts the second bottle. At this point, I'm completely defeated. Body language is fucking shit. I'm like, what, this, is, what is Star saying? No amount of magic can save wife, me now, ma'am. My wife, believe it or not, wasn't even like embarrassed. She was like this. I told, yeah. <laughs> look, look what you've done, and right? And then you're getting it from the wife, both angles. But now there's the backup, backup bottle, right? So she's looking and she's like, is there anything else? And I just defeated her. I go, yes, there's one more. <laughs> there's one more. So she Let me get it for you. Let me get it for all you. All three bottles there in display. And I'm just looking at her feeling like the biggest piece of garbage known to man. You know, like, you're probably in the training video for future security guys. This is an example of how to yes. thoroughly search. We there caught this guy's. Yeah. Bringing in three They're using you as training. Yeah. The jerk said it was apple juice. Yeah. <laughs> Trust no one inside the kingdom. So, dude, Fuck Disney for that, And bro. then, So we get out, right? We walk in. 
we go to, you know the right in front of the castle is that the the show that they do like the every hour show, the welcome yeah. show so as i walk in there i'm fucking embarrassed my wife doesn't want to talk to me for like 15 minutes you know and uh as i'm standing there these two young girls stand in front of us and they're just fucking drinking corona cans and i'm looking at them like how oh, the fuck did you yeah, get that yeah, in here huh yeah, you know yeah, there you go and dude so that was my uh you probably felt that the rest of the day there were people whispering that's the guy that that's the guy that's, that's it that's the guy you weren't even anywhere near there yeah, yeah, but in my mind you're saying yeah, it yeah that's the guy that's the guy so yeah so do you think that that whole so your parents took you a lot to disney and shit? yeah they took me a lot to disney world and um you know i went a lot even as a teen on my own with my wife and and you know even as my kids already my kids are seven and five they've been to disney close to 20 times already um, you know, no, I'm probably we went nine times like in one year, so probably over that. Well, is, you got the annual pass, right? Yeah, we do. So we yeah, do. you got it's, it's, it's a big part of us. The whole imagination thing growing up is kind of like what led you to becoming an artist, like helped you being. Yeah, an artist? I mean, yeah, I, I think it definitely played a role. I mean, I always was lost in the, I would always get lost in the artistry of just you know, uh, performance in general, whether it be acting or singing. And I think Disney obviously had to play a big role of it, being that it was such a big part of my upbringing. Um, I'm not even gonna lie to you now. Some of the songs now uh, recently. Uh, with these new musicals, I kind of jam too. I may or may not be jamming to the Descendants album on my own in the car. May or may not. That's uh, a good. Hey, let me tell you something. My you, daughter was watching this. It's a great movie. That's a, which one? The Descendants. The Descendants. I haven't seen. Oh, that's the one with the kid died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, sad yeah, story. He was in that too. But the music. But they jammed it. That kid was a tremendous dancer. By the way, he was yeah, the best was, dancer. Yeah. Uh, but nothing right now. And don't judge me. Hamilton is out of control. I've heard. I have not seen it it's yet. But Disney I've been Plus, hearing, bro. I've been hearing a bunch of great reviews on that. So. Let me ask you another question. Uh, and you know we're going to get into this. So we've walked through your whole, you know, musical path. He has, Jay, another, he has another path, doesn't he? Has, he? he has another He has like a little dark side. Well, no, before dark. we get to this moment, I'm going to say. Can we get beers for this? Can we get beers and can I take a quick leap? So let's, before get, getting into you. Yeah, what? before you uh, got caught at the customs line, which was the Disney's entrance line with, um, Apparently, Jabba that yeah, was holding yeah, the lineup. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you might want to get with um, our friend Dennis and his son. Oh, they have mastered those two have mastered the art of making smart water look like smart water. I, okay? I've heard. I've heard. What they, I mean, I couldn't believe it myself. I mean, I've heard that the the crack was still open when you open up that thing. I was like, well, this is brand new. Yeah, like, yeah. they've I, mastered it. I heard like he did a whole YouTube video. He boils water. Yeah, like, it's, he, it's, uh, it's impressive. It's 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 definitely a work of art. They took it on the cruise. And yeah, they, they could take it anywhere. They could take it <laughs> to a church and it would be no problem. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude. Professionals. But getting into our boy Javon. There you go. He's got a... I like to call it the dark side. The dark side, yeah. He is one that will talk to you. Like, so, okay. I find out, somebody tells me, hey, you know, uh, Jay believes in aliens. I'm like, what? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, aliens? He's like, yeah, yeah. Because I've always been one of those, like, oh, fuck, do aliens exist? Whatever. And he'll like, no, no, this guy's going to geek out on you because he fucking reads reports to the point that I think it was like last year I was on the couch with my wife. I'm like, hey, bro, to me one of those alien documentaries you've been watching because I want to watch. I'm telling you, man. So this guy grabs me one day, I think in like Shenandoah. What are you doing there? Oh. Fucking amateur hour. Uh, so he's a big time alien believer. He believes that not only do they exist, but they live amongst us. They do. But you have no facts. Oh my God. Listen. Okay. Well, what's going on lately? 
hello, the U.S. government actually. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that because the, the reason I was going to get it. Well, the, he's a, I, I believe he's a conspiracy theorist. Let, let's start. Let's start now. Let's let's get there. Let's, let's go. Sm- yeah, let's, let's go slowly. Let's ease into this. OK, let's Ep- in. let's talk about Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, we're going to take. OK, let's take a turn. Let's do let's this. Take, okay. And then we're going to slowly get into aliens because yeah. I think it's a little more radical. OK, are you do you. So you believe in conspiracy theories? Um, of course. So JFK, <laughs> J- I like the way he said that. Yeah, it's like, it's like duh. Of course. JFK assassinated. I mean, by... you know, listen, you know, are there some that I can admit, you know, can be a little more of a stretch of the imagination than the others? Yes, and you know, stuff like that. But like, for example, like we're getting into the Epstein thing. Have you seen the documentary? I actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Two days ago, I finally started watching it. And I'll never forget. It's sickening. It is sickening. And then I was watching it with my wife. We watched the first episode. And by the second episode, I'm already fighting my sleep. But, you know, I'm pretending that I'm not asleep because she's saying, are you sleeping? I'm saying, no, because I just want to win against her. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I'm, no, that. I'm not. Shut up. Yeah. And, then, and I'm like, you know, she feels God. me twitching already. Now be quiet so I can but, listen to the doctor. <laughs> what kept waking me up was every 20 seconds as my wife was watching this documentary, she's like, no, I would never. How could they? I'm like, stop. We know what he did. Get over it. Like, she's freaking out. So, that's just an episode, too. I, I hear it gets even more intense. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fucked up. Man. Yeah. That guy's a piece of shit. I'm, I'm glad yeah, he yeah. got what came He's to him. He's where he belongs now. But it, it's crazy that it took that. I feel that it took this documentary to finally get this Maxwell. Mm. Janine Maxwell. I can't ever. It's not yeah. even. Get, whatever. Rest in peace ahead of time. Yeah, rest in peace ahead <laughs> of time. And then it's crazy what just happened this week. The judge gets. This judge, you you heard about what happened this week, right? Yeah, I'm not really paying attention. I haven't been really what watching suicide the watch. Lady. No, so the, this judge, <laughs> how convenient. <laughs> this true story though. <laughs> this judge gets assigned the case. A guy dressed up as a FedEx mm-hmm. delivery driver, who, by the way, used to be an attorney or something like that, mm-hmm. goes ahead, get <clears throat> somehow gains access to her house or gets to her house, shoots and kills her son. The judge's son. What the f- And shoots her husband. Mind I'm sure you. it was a complete coincidence. Yeah, right? X-Files com- music cue. <laughs> 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 and then, so, and now the world is just waiting to see when uh, Maxwell um, commits suicide, right? Yeah, man. I mean, listen, okay. Are there some conspiracy that are just for entertainment? Yes. But when it regards, not to get, you know, too crazy on it, but come on, guys. The Epstein thing at the time when he was arrested was the most profound detainee, uh, incarcerated person, case, whatever label you want to put on it. You would think he would get that extra treatment. And by coincidence, the two guards fall asleep. He falls asleep. The camera is not working. The guy's able to commit suicide while on suicide watch. <laughs> I mean, come on. An X is an X and no, two and two don't make five, guys. You yeah, know, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's put them together here. Something happened, and you know, um, it wasn't um, natural. Do you believe he's actually dead? Yeah. Oh, oh you're going to another realm here. Oh, uh, here uh, you're go. going. Because no, I don't deep. believe he's dead. No, he's dead, but he didn't kill himself. Oh no, I, shit. No, no, yeah, I know that. Yeah, but good. I don't. All if right. that's the case, but I don't believe that he's dead. Well, you no, know, I think he's dead. I, I think he's dead as a doorknob. But um, you know, I'm always open to interpretation of new theories. And this is what. <laughs> and this is where we're gonna <laughs> subtly get into. What was your fascination? What what, <sighs> what began your fascination with aliens? Uh, never. And I know forget. everybody's yeah. dying to hear <laughs> you talk about this. Okay, so I'll never. It's funny as this is one of the most profound moments in my life. Uh, it, I was 11 years old. It was summertime, right? And um, I was um during the summer, I would always go to this pool that's right across the street, and I was on a swim team. 
And on Friday nights, I just couldn't sleep because I was so excited because I would have swim meets the next day. I would stay up all night watching movies or whatever's on. And at the time, I was watching UPN. Yeah, shout out to UPN. <laughs> and I'll never forget the documentary at the time. It was called Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County. And it was allegedly home footage of a family being tormented and abducted by aliens. Now, at the time, you're 11, everything's real. You believe yeah. everything, and that they had these scientists saying, well, that wasn't altered because you can't do this on this type of 8-millimeter film. So I was like, oh, my God, this is real. <laughs> and the yeah, and Independence the, oh my God. And I'll never forget the last scene is this kid running in his room to change his pants, and he leaves the camera facing him, and when he picks it up to go again, there's an alien walking towards him. Like Blair Witch shit. Like straight up, like, yeah. Like the small grays, we'll get into that later. But it was an alien. <laughs> and I was so freaked out to this day as a grown man that I'm still trying to be. I have a, such a fear, like a, I, I freeze in fear, but at the same time have such a fascination with extraterrestrial beings. And that's where it just evolved from there. And, you know. So then, so walk me through this because make me this is it because after this we're going to get into our little game but make us here believers okay. you have 10 minutes okay on making us prove your point we are your jury go okay well i, I think i can get it in the first line but i will take up the time first of all whether you believe in god or you don't it doesn't matter so let's look at it from the aspect of god for a second do you believe god made the earth and everything else is just lights secondly from a uh, what is it called? The uh, Big Bang Theory? Big Bang Theory. With all the infinite possibilities, and uh, we have already confirmed through science, there are billions of galaxies. And within every galaxy, there's countless stars and planets. You really think just through science that we are the only planet out of the infinite number of planets that has formed a uh, habitat that can sustain life? No, I, I think... I think there's something else out there. Okay, and what would you call that if it's something else out there that's living? I don't know. Extraterrestrial. Well, well, <laughs> Done. Well, well, I'm out. Are we Done. called, are we called <laughs> extraterrestrial? Are we, are we called extraterrestrial? So then we are. We're probably primitive. I, and then when you talk about reference, you know, are they here? Okay, so some would make the argument that Area 51 is just a, you know, a secure site for testing for upgraded military equipment, right? Yeah. Okay. So... If that's the case, why would the military deny its existence as just a military base for so long when they, there's military bases everywhere? What would separate it from the difference? From any other, what would make it different from any other military base in this country? Well, maybe they do special things there. It doesn't matter. But now that you are so secretive about it is what draws people's attention to it. So why would you want everyone's attention on it if you're trying to do secret shit there? So for that, if it was so just hiding in play, like hiding in plain sight, kind I of thing? like to believe that the Majestic 12, look at the documentary, <laughs> made a uh, treaty with, uh, I believe it was, it was Jimmy Carter, that in exchange for experimentation on humans, they gave us some technology. I mean, whoa, listen, whoa, 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 whoa. listen, listen. From where we were in the early 1900s, okay, when we were pushing shit around to where we are now, the advancement, and I know it is natural for humans to just evolve in technology and everything is just part of our evolution, but the jump we've taken in these past 75 years has just been so profound. Well, but no, I, I, okay, this is where- three, three types of aliens? Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get to that. Someone, someone, someone on their nose has heard my speech. <laughs> someone who, someone so on their nose. So, <laughs> my thing is, okay, that's like, um, okay, I've been figuring, let's say you used to cut your grass, right? Because there was no lawn. I still cut my grass. I need to get All a right. tractor. If anyone's selling a John Deere, hit me up. 
let's say you would cut your grass with the you used to cut your grass with fucking the the, the blades the that blade you one that you would push and everything with machete but then and you were a landscaper right mm-hmm. and this is how you work but once the engine was input into the lawnmower and the lawnmower and and machinery like lawn like you know uh, lawn equipment became now everything's infinite you can make that jump once the computer was you know, you, introduced you believe, to humans. Do you believe computer was invented by aliens? I wouldn't that, say computer oh, yeah. was the, invented. Now, I'm not saying computer was invented. I can't confirm nor deny what technology was given to the government by aliens, but I do believe a lot of our technology we have reverse engineered from an authentic UFO in Area 51 covered from the 47 Roswell crash. Okay, if you guys remember that. Yeah, but... The, this is fascinating. The Roswell crash was a fucking crash, dude. It was of what? A of hot a po- air balloon? Yeah. The news... Paper that same day reported it was alien spacecraft and there was bodies recovered. How on God's green earth, with the exception of us, when we hang out maybe on a Tuesday and have a little bit too many beers, can you mistake a weather balloon for a UFO, guys? Think about it. Think about it. All right. So, and if you've realized just recently, the government released footage of unidentified flying objects from naval aviators, respected men in high positions, saying they have no idea what the hell's following them. And if you look up, um, Files from uh, explorations out in, in, in space from NASA. There are people saying that it's following us. We don't know what it is. Like actual audio trans. Uh, so why strangers. don't they come here and just make themselves be known? Because they. Of this treaty? If, let's say if that was the case, right? And, and let's say that my theory is right. Because I understand that mine oh, my, is just a theory. or no. Mine is an opinion, okay? Mine is but an opinion. I, I love how he says how my theory is right. Not, well, <laughs> he won't know, go it wrong, you right? Know, it is what it is. You know, I slip it in there. But let's say that my opinion is correct, right? Do you think, right now, just establishing that, that means that they have accomplished interstellar travel. That alone shows that they are far advanced than us, right? So to them, we're just primitive. They're primitive. We're primitive. And they, they would already know that we would not be able, and even if the government has proof of this, I think they do, they know that they can't release that to the media or to the public because a person is smart, but people together are dumb. And I think we're seeing that more than ever now. Yes, okay, yeah, one well, person is smart, but put them together, they become good. stupid. That's you very, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can, Can the we world... A, we're going to make a t-shirt out of that. No, there you go. So, so far we have old as gold. Old as gold. Yank your carrot. Yank your carrot. And... One person... A person is smart. People are dumb. Correct. Do you think the world can handle... Not even in this, what we're going through now. Just overall, as people in general can handle the governments of their country saying there is extraterrestrial life. How, the pandemonium, the anarchy. Okay? Look what... Look... Anything you don't think that would to, unify us? This is no, the time Yeah, to do because it. we've shown such unification lately on anything. <laughs> what, what, I mean, you know, come on. You know, now it becomes a thing of I humanity. Mean, Goya has pissed off half the world. You know, I mean, come on. You know, what makes you think? It's like, you know, even the aliens know it. It's like they're up in their spacecraft right now saying, hey, let's go down there and mess with them. And the alien looks at the other one saying, man, they fight over black and white. White, we purple. What do you think they're going to do to us? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like they know what's up, bro. So. One, the aliens, I think they know that we wouldn't be able to handle such, you know, uh, why, a would true, res- why would they respect that? Why would they give no, a fuck? Because if they're studying Why us, isn't it like because Independence if they were, Day? Maybe they know, because they also know what are they going to do, blow up our world and then blow up other resources. At the end of the day, if what they What resources already, are they getting? They're pulling from us. Who knows what they're getting from us? Maybe our water, maybe, you know, our greenlands. Who knows? You know, I haven't had a conversation with them, even though my when wife is do- convinced that I've been abducted at one point or another. <laughs> This guy tells me, uh, like last year, we were in front of Shenandoah yeah. High, and he yeah. tells me, the, the men in black, they're real. They are real. <laughs> T- 
Say that story. So there is an actual video, security footage. Listen, there's just so much. And I get some of it is fabricated for entertainment, but look at it. There's people and respected people, okay, of high ranking that would be sacrificing their entire reputation that you could tell they have established their whole life to get to their reputation for their rank out there in public saying the existence of aliens and that they've come with. There is a video out there if you look at it. And you can look it up on YouTube, man. You can find it on YouTube. Um, there is a, a, a security footage of these two guys that walking in Okay, there was a guy who was living in a hotel, an, an apartment company. He, come back, he comes down one day, freaking out to the manager, saying, hey, man, these guys in black suits came up to me and said, hey, uh, he was researching um, UFOs. And he said, uh, they said they were from the government and that they needed to, <clears throat> you know, seize my research. And at one point, the guy, when he had, like, his eyes were all black. And, you know, after he told me that I needed to seize all my research, that they were going to take it, that the man, the man in black, the black suit, said, I'm running low on energy. I have to go now. Okay, so everyone thought, of course, this guy's fucking crazy. What the guy's, this guy's talking about? We got a fucking crazy guy living in an apartment. They went to the security footage, and guess what you see? Two guys in black coming at the exact same time he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? So it's just coincidence. Why would he make up such a random story that coincides with the time frame of the security footage? You know? And there's just so, countless stories beyond that, not just regular people. Like I said, respective people in government positions that can confirm these things. You know, so. So do you believe you believe in God? Of course. Do you believe in that God created? I think God created all. all. I think God created all. And it's my belief. I think God created all. Um, you know, I think, uh, but I think that man was his perfection. But we're primitive. We are primitive, but we're ever growing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We're always evolving. Okay. That's why. Why are you trying to make me feel bad about myself no, being primitive, bro? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> so what are these three aliens? There's actually, someone, someone's heard the speech. There is the Syrians. <laughs> Which okay, are what? They live on the, black, on the other side of the moon. But we why have, we, have you asked yourself that question? We why have, have been, we not gone back to the moon? Why have we not gone back to the moon? We yeah, have, you know, I was we, thinking that. No, Donald why have we not? The president just said we are going we back. We are going to go because the guy's got balls, okay? okay. Because no one else wants to go back. Because when Neil Armstrong went there, he said he saw something on the other side. And he says they're following us and they're waving at us. Look up the transcripts. It's legit. It's not me making it up. I'm sure I know that if Dennis and Chalmers are watching this right now, they're cracking up saying, there he goes with this crazy shit. But it's true. The moon never rotates. There is a base on the back of the moon. And there are several things. Isn't that, that where St. Mary's Trench is? Or Mary's Trench. The Mariana Trench? Mariana no, that's Trench. where they bury Decepticons. It's the deepest part of the ocean. Oh, okay. The, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wrong that's movie, where Megatron bro. is. Hey, wrong, wrong movie, movie bro. Wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, same wrong thing. Movie. Yeah, it's that's same another show. That's <laughs> another show. <laughs> so, do you think on the dark side of the moon, there's something? I like sure that. do, Shalabuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so, that's the Syrians. Then, then we have the vintage ones that you're always used to, the, the, the ones with the big eyes, you know, and there's called the large grays and the small grays. And from what I've researched... The small grays are the more aggressive ones. They're the ones that you hear about the abductions. And then they have, which I'm still on the fence on my belief in this one, they're called reptilians, that they live amongst us but underwater. And if you look, there's actually been more reports of USOs than UFOs, which is underwater submer um, unidentified submerged objects coming out of the water. And we, I think it was a number. I don't remember the number. There was, was something that happened in New York like three years ago that they found something washed up on shore. Yeah, you and, that? and you know, so much of our oceans, um, you know, which makes sense. The world has not been explored. It's like a huge percent of yeah, what yeah. it was that hasn't been explored, you know? So who knows what's going on down there? I'm just saying for you to think there's nothing else out there. No, I'm not going to say that there's nothing else out there, but I don't think that these, like, bro, I like to geek out and I like, you know, you like the whole like, oh, what if? Well, watch know? Ancient Aliens, bro. Ancient Aliens, right? The, um, what is this? The, 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 the shapes. What are they called? The, um, oh, the crop circles. Not the crop circles. There's fucking the, 
there's a restaurant in town and country called Pisco, oh Pisco the Nas- Nazca the Nazca lines the Nazca lines about it right there and then the pyramids were something think about do. that for a second the Nazca lines you have these these drawings of of an, a monkey a man like perfectly symmetrical miles long before man knew how to fly the only way you can tell what it looked like was from the air the pyramids they are perfectly aligned astrologically with the three be- the three stars on Orion's belt okay and there's Several structures that are hundreds of years old. That what does Orion's spell to, have to do with that? It's all astrological. Well, it's yeah, how lines it's it up? From, it's how are you space. able to line something up astrologically back then? And if you see I some agree. of these other, like in the Mayan temples and all these things, the Aztec temples, there's razor, laser sharp cuts of these bricks. How did they do it with with with, with, with a rock and a hammer? You know, and how did they get the the rocks from the quarry uh, all the way up to all the, the way up to the top? Yeah. Of, you know, like it's just yeah, little things like that. Little things like that. Make so why think. haven't they shown up now? They so, know, like they like I said, they're far superior beings. Was they know that would be like the end of us, and they lose anything interest they had in us. So would you, let me ask you a question: If you think that when the aliens they say they abduct, quote unquote, right? You another fucking beer. <laughs> We're going there. I, I got. What happened to when I got you? It's right here, bro. Yeah, it's it's done. Listen, but <clears throat> it's fine. Okay, the, so when the aliens come and abduct, do you think that they're abducting other aliens and just to see what the progress is? Like, hey, what's going on? That's Can a you good give point. us? Like, hey, debrief me on what's going on. Yeah, Keep me an update. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I think they, you and know. If, because if not, what? what no, would, they're all connected through Verizon. It's the greatest service ever. What's going on? What would be the purpose of, of taking up a human? Or, Experimentation, uh, biological testing, maybe, uh, you know. Why you, though? Why you? Why me? Because you got abducted, supposedly. I did. I did. Uh, according to my wife, you know why? Because you're, you're you're researching too much. Maybe you know what? This what is what is. I say to myself. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's been times where I've looked up and said, listen, if you're out there. You know I'm scared of shit of you, right? <laughs> if you take me, knock out my fucking memory, and that's you, it. And we're cool. You can oh, do whatever you want with me, bro. Light, with the little yeah, light. yeah, the neuralizer. The, the neuralizer. Are you? That's what it is. I want you, one of those for Christmas. Do you think that they come here and sexually assault their victims? Of course. You know, if you're an alien, <laughs> you got access to wherever you want because you can go invisible or some shit. You see Jayla walking down the street. <laughs> What are you going to do? Well, I don't know. Cause it, oh, I'm going to slap for, the booty. Then for sure, I'll Look. tell you what. I'll tell you what. Here we go. They're not going to want to mess with me. Because no. any no, alien that's safe. invisible Nobody's in my room, gonna gonna I'm you. doing happy time. They're going to be like, fuck. We, no they're not advancing at all. You're in your bed saying, come get it. You know, you want it. It. you're doing that. You're like that guy in jail that doesn't want to get, you know, become the bitch. So you don't wipe your ass. You walk yeah. around. You want some? Come on. It's full of crap. Yeah, exactly. Here you go. Exactly. That's a, that's a good defensive strategy. I can respect that about you. Standard for D. Oh my God! So no wonder you smell. Yeah, I know because I'm scared. Because you believe so good looking. I think that inside of him, I think he believes. Yeah, he does. No, look, I believe in 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 God. I believe in Christ, and becoming an adult now, and you know, so I was I was put through Catholic school, right, and then becoming a a, a parent, you know, it you see the importance of faith and. And it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. And, and I, there was a point in time for me that I was thinking like, maybe it's all fake. It's just to keep order. Right. Maybe, maybe some just, suggest that is, that is a possibility. Yeah. You know, it's a transfer of energy. Maybe we, we die and it's a transfer of energy and you become one with the earth and you become a beautiful oak tree after, you know, I, I yeah. don't know. I don't have the answer. I don't, and nobody has the answer, but no. big I'm, guns, big guns himself, you know, but my thing is. They've always, in my adulthood, learning about religion. Religion and faith are two different things. They are. All right? So learning the religion, you know, the, the, you know, the 
the wars, the what are they? The Palestinian war, or hmm? the no, the um, the Dark Ages, you the, know. No, so, but what are uh, the wars that, that Israel the, and and the, the religious the, wars, the, going the Punic on. wars, yeah. and and it's so much, and everything's about religion. And I'm not here to stand and say your religion is right, your religion is wrong, because at the end of the day, I feel that there's all a correlation to the one God that's Almighty. That's me. That's my opinion. Now, but growing up, they would always tell you, you know, you know, Earth was just made. God made the Earth yeah. in seven days, right? Mm-hmm. But then science is brought, and it kind of confuses kids, right? Especially yeah. in Catholic school, because then there is a science class. Of course. So then you learn about the Big Bang Theory. You learn about atoms and molecules and protons and electrons. You learn about all this yeah. shit. So then it kind of like confuses you. It and makes it, you question, and, and and it puts you. It makes you human, right? It makes it puts you like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Now you said something tonight that I can't agree with. I can agree with, you know, in my opinion, and with my faith that yeah, God created everything. God mm-hmm. created extraterrestrial. The other guy, like, he created it all, and ours was created by the Big Bang and whatever. It's just hard because you. There's a lot of people that say you can't mix science and and faith. I mean, you know. I can, I get that opinion. Well, first of all, I, I believe the children are the future. Now, buddy, <laughs> you know you can lead them, but you gotta let them show the way. Yeah. So, um, to, to you know, not to get you know too much into that, but like you know, I like to think and, and believe is you know is is there a God? Obviously, if you want to tell me that humans have been in all this presence and all this us you know hanging out and laughing together, if that's all just a reaction of scientific chemicals being together and that's what love comes from and compassion and hurt and pain and growth. I mean, there's no way that you're going to convince me that my, who I am as, you know, when I express love or when I express fear or pain is just a reaction of chemicals. It's just no way there's got, there's a, there's a creator. My belief and I stress belief, not fact is that there is a God, and I just think he comes to everyone in different ways. For me, he came as Jesus. For another person, he comes as Buddha. For another person, he comes as, you know, Allah. Allah. And, you know, for another person, it just comes as, you know, the divine and the universe. And I do believe, you know, that there is, we are connected through energy. And I do believe the universe has, like, the earth is alive. Like, and just to back that up, here's a perfect example of what you're talking about, science and faith or spirituality. A lot of people in spirituality, which I've been learning about lately, believe that there are such things as retrogrades. When a planet goes in a different direction, it affects a different part. Communication, love, karma, right? That's all faith. We're going to agree that that's not a scientific approach, correct? correct? Okay. They are a huge believer on full moons affecting our energy, us as people. Okay, right, that, yeah. can we agree also that's a more faith or spiritual-based really, um, approach? Yes. No, I yes. would believe that's scientific. That it, the moon affects a person's yeah, gra- personality? Gravity, bro. Okay, so you're saying that's a scientific approach? I, I would say. That, I would disagree with you. I, I agree with Justin. Yeah, like the belief that the moon creates energy. Like on a full moon, you well, might the, feel why, something that's why they say emotionally the different. Are you saying that's, ba- that's, uh, you're saying that's a scientific approach? Like my, you can go to a scientist and say, I'm feeling bad. It's a full moon tonight. They'll be like, yeah, I get it. No, but it raises the tide. Like there's a lot yeah, of Yeah, but see, that's does. where I was actually going to connect the dots. So... What I'm saying is from the specific approach, you're walking into a laboratory and a guy that is 100% Big Bang Theory in the white coat testing a poor little lab rat that can't find the cheese. Hey, man, I'm just having a bad day. It must be the full moon. Forget everything else. Oh, no, no. Okay, that's a a spirituality, faith-based approach, right? So that would be someone saying, okay, that based off the moon. But science proves that the moon and where it's at controls the the tide itself, the moon, something... 
thousands of, of miles away, controls our tide. So if it can control something that represents 80% of the world, which is our water, our ocean, why is it far-fetched to believe that can't control our mood? And there you go is how yeah. science and I think faith and religion or spirituality can coexist. And, you know, obviously I'm not the guy to be certified to saying that, but this is just my opinion. And there's a lot of things on, you could look up how they coincide. And I, I do think that they can go hand in hand, you know? So suck see, on that D. No, no, these, these conversations really interest me and I, and I, and I appreciate them. And, you know, we were just fucking pulling your leg, but yeah, you're a little crazy, but who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're just talking like that because the moon is in its retrograde yeah, phase. That's it. <laughs> I believe Saturn's still in retrograde. It's going on. And Mercury just came out. So this is going on, guys. <laughs> so we're getting to the end of our show, and we like to play uh, a fun game with our guests. Oh, God. And it's pretty much, uh, it's, it's a really good time. So are, are you down to play the game with us? <sighs> I'm down for anything. All right. So Anything? Well, I mean, under the right circumstances, and these are the right circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> so, J Val, are you ready? Oh, God. To play. Rapid fire! Woo! Where's Steve Harvey? Steve Harvey's gonna come out somewhere. Oh, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. The rules of the game are very simple, and we're going to read them one time and one time only, and you have to have a beer in your hand. Are you ready? I'm Contestant, ready. are you ready? I'm ready. What we're going to do is we're going to spew out some questions for you. Okay. First thing that comes to your mind, however you want to answer them. Very simple questions, generic questions. Some might get a little technical, but some not. Just have fun with it and see where we're going to be at. <sighs> Hit me with them. Can you see? Yeah, I can see. I'll, I'll start it. I'm going to clean your glasses for you. Oh. Favorite musician of all time. Frank Sinatra. Favorite actor of all time. Johnny Depp. Favorite movie of all time. Oh, Predator. Which actor would play you in a movie? Johnny Depp. <laughs> I had that one. <laughs> <laughs> what board game can you beat anybody in? Oh, does Candyland count? <laughs> it does. Okay. Candyland. What's your dream car? Uh, 67 Shelby GT Mustang. Nice. Favorite animal and why? Tiger because it's orange and I used to like the orange when I was growing up because Michelangelo is my favorite Ninja Turtle boy. Favorite beverage of any kind? Captain and Coke. Nice. If you can eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would that be? Samurai. <laughs> That's a restaurant. That's uh, a we, all, we all order the same shit at Rat Samurai anyway. You hibachi? all know you order the chicken and the hibachi. <laughs> no, I order the triple. The triple. The, oh, well, there you go. That will be my meal. The triple of Samurai. <laughs> Best of all three worlds. What's the best dish that you can cook? Um, I would have to say when I do a churrasco on the grill. Is that a dish or is that a no, right? I, the I, dish? I, I all right, it. mac and cheese. If that doesn't suffice, all right. So it'd be, <laughs> what, would it be? Would it be steak and what side? Um, I would have to say roasted potatoes. Mm. Yes, sir. Nice. Come on over. A little rosemary on it. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna have to play that sade soundtrack yeah. when oh. you. Mm -hmm. I just got the chills. <laughs> Favorite candy? Sour Patch. Best Halloween costume you've ever had? Rufio. Oh, from Rufio. From or else that Chacal also from uh, Sao Gigante. I take Halloween very seriously. I commit fully to the role. I can see I, that. I can see, that, I can yeah. see where you can do that. Yeah, yeah. Do you like not talk to anybody and you're committed from I'm committed to the, the role. Before? Like, you know, Rufio was a dick all day long all day. to everybody. <laughs> you know? No, I was Jack Sparrow, but I want to say that Chacal and Rufio were definitely the biggest hits. All right. Rufio, you man. You stupid, stupid, stupid man. man. <laughs> 
Uh, what is your biggest fear besides aliens? My biggest fear besides aliens. Oof, that is a good one. Uh, failing as a father. Oh, that fuck, man. That was. I good. know. I went deep. Good. I had to that switch it up good. for a that second. Yeah. What is your biggest pet peeve? People that chew gum loud with their mouths open. Well, well, well. <laughs> I do you it on purpose. Piece of shit is what you are. <laughs> Guilty. Uh, did you have any nicknames growing up? Scrappy. Why? Because I was the smallest kid on the swim team, but I kept trying my hardest. Third place counts, guys. <laughs> if you had to pick one person, not your significant other, to be stranded on, desert, on a deserted island, who would it be? Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp, what role? Or just Johnny Depp? I, it I mean, be, it, it could be, be Johnny Depp, but if I had to pick a role, it would be a toss-up, and it's one extreme to the other. It just feels what mood I'm in. If you catch me on a Tuesday through Thursday, I'm going to have to tell you it's Jack Sparrow. No. On the weekend, it's Jack Sparrow. Through the week, it's going to be Donnie Brasco. Oh, okay. Ooh, nice. Donnie nice. Brasco. Nice. Donnie B, bro. Two ends of the spectrum. Beach or mountain? Oh, this is hard, and this is going to be unpopular opinion for Miami people, but I'm going to say mountain. Good. Summer or winter? <sighs> Do we even know what winter is here? No. I'll take the two hours of uh, 60 degrees here. <laughs> hamburger or hot dog? Oh, come on. Hamburger. Salty or sweet? Salty. Toilet paper over or under? Under. Under? You're abducted by aliens. Yeah, I'm telling I'm you, under, something's not right with me. I'm an under guy, too. Something's not right with me. Uh, I'm an over. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? I'm going to have to go with the fucking duck-sized horses. One horse-sized duck would scare the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite superhero. Oh, Gambit. Solid Thank fucking you. pick, bro. Thank you. What superpower would you want? If uh, uh, transportation, like, uh, was it teleportation? Teleportation. If we were at a party. Oh, we already know this one. Where can I find you? There's no microphone. It's uh, on the stage screaming as loud as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. Ooh, uh, that's a good one. The you know, I had pistachio the other day for the first time. Not for the first time, but I really had it a nice creamery. Let me good. get a cup of the pistachio there. Remember that movie, uh, Corky Romano, where the guy, the brother can't read, is a strawberry chocolate vanilla. Let me get a cup of the pistachio there. <laughs> <laughs> worst, the worst gift you've ever received. The worst gift I've ever received. Wow. I'm going to have to say every year for Christmas when my mom gets me underwear, but they actually end up that I really need them by that time. Yeah, so. I'm sure you My do. grandmother yeah. does the same thing. It's either yeah. that or pajamas. Yeah. Uh, your most irrational fear. My most irrational fear. Woo, that's a good one. I'm going to have to say I'm not an abney turner. If I turn right, I got to turn back left to set it again because I feel like I set myself off. Are you fucking kidding I me? I swear to God. The aliens abducted you for Yeah, real. like I got to reset myself. And I just said that for the first time publicly and I realized I'm doing that on a pod. Oh, <laughs> boom. Tomorrow's going to be interesting at work. On a scale of one to ten, how cool are you? Ten. Come on now. Without batting an eye, huh? I'm singing a Molly takedown. <laughs> Favorite TV show? Favorite TV show of all time. That is a good one. Uh, the Newsroom. Oh, fucking great right? show. Oh my God, Can you spread show. the word to these people, bro? bro? And it yeah, bothered me that they only they canceled it after yeah, season three, Yeah, I know. Bro. Yeah, it, was bro, that it was a good show. My wife still hasn't seen oh, it. Oh, my God. Her. I was literally watching season two as my daughter was being Where born. You, where is it, on Hulu? HBO Go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Phenomenal. Biggest guilty pleasure. Biggest guilty pleasure. Disney musicals. <laughs> like soundtracks in my car by myself. Descendants, here we come. And, and Team Beach movie. Shout out to Allie. <laughs> <laughs> Is water wet? 
Isn't that a trick question? I'm going to say yeah. Are you sure? No, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when sleeping, fan on or fan off? Fan on. Just for the little razzle-dazzle. Boxers or briefs? <laughs> Commando. Oh. <laughs> I'm out there, Jerry, and I'm loving it. <laughs> Bath or shower? Shower. What do you wear to bed? Pajama pants and recently a thermal. Don't know why. Just makes me feel snug. I like feeling uh, secure. You're not hot in the middle of the night? Am I? I mean, you're hot always. Thank but you. <laughs> you know, a little sleeve up to the elbow mm-hmm. kind of lowers the degrees by seven. You know, we're good to go. Do you always feel like, this is real quick. Oh, I'll ask you after. Go ahead. What would you do if you were invisible for a day? <sighs> if I were invisible for a day. Oh, my God. Don't worry about it. Your wife's not watching on live either. Uh, so I was invisible <laughs> for a day. Um, what I would, would I... go to Disney for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. If I were invisible for a day, I would probably go play pranks on everyone I know and sit there for an hour and just watch the reaction after, laugh and go to the next person. Okay. That's good. Uh, I'm going to add this one. If you had a superpower, what would it be? We did that one. It, it was teleportation. Oh, it was teleportation. But I can add a second one if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Thanks. Sorry. Read your mind thoughts. Read your mind thoughts. Your no, mind you know thoughts. what? That might be bad. Yeah, that no. That might be bad. I would say morph. Okay. You know, I would walk around looking like my friend Jovan all the time because he's very handsome. He is. He is very, very handsome. He's a stud. Look, Jovan, <laughs> for being so handsome. I don't even think <laughs> Jovan's watching. Yeah, he was on earlier. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Wow, you just, you just fucked up my world with that one. <laughs> that one's going to plague me all night. Ugh, I'm going to say no, but I feel like I will regret that in the middle of the night and want to call you with an explanation of why I didn't agree with what I just said. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure we're going to get it. I'm sure we're going to get it. Okay, here's, this is going to be a good one because of uh, how big a fan you are. If you were a Disney princess, who would you be? If I was Rapunzel. <laughs> Duh. Really? Rebel, ready to go out there in the world, been confined the whole time. When I get there, find out my true colors. You're going to hoard up, aren't you? Oh, I'm going to go crazy. Everywhere <laughs> <laughs> ah, I go, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> All right, and our final question. Dine in or dine out? Dine in. Anything that lets me watch Ghost Adventures in bed. Mm. Awesome. And that concludes... Rapid Fire! That was intense. That was fun, right? How did you like our that game? Good. That was good. That was good. You guys came at me fast, man. I had to be quick. You got to be quick in here, EPA. You got to be quick. Bob and weave. Bob that was and good. Weave. Bob and weave. I was going to say something in the middle of the game, and I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, you did say something. Yeah, what, but what I can't remember that? what number it was or nothing. So It was, uh, I think, after one of the last three questions. Superheroes, dining mm. in, dining out. No. I got a question for you guys, just in the scope of questions. Absolutely. If, if, if I may. I don't know if this is some first time a guest on your uh, phenomenal show had I'm, asked. I'm not circumcised. Oh. I knew that already. Okay. <laughs> That's everybody <laughs> knew that, right? Everybody so, knows, that. knows that. Okay, I got a couple pictures that can uh, verify that. <laughs> so <too>. do I. <laughs> That's pretty fucked up. Um, what inspired you guys to start this podcast? It's a great, um, well, awesome. So if you've been following us, which clearly you haven't, but it's okay. We're going to just pass that. So Ox and I, uh, November of last year, we figured, you know, I'm a musician at heart. He's a musician at heart. You know what I'm saying? Um, So with everything that was going on personally, and um, I just felt that we just want to talk to people, man, and bring out 
um, their point of views and again, build a, a, a bridge, you know, bring awareness to certain, certain things like we've talked in the past or certain organizations. Well, hold on. People, you're going, you're going pretty deep to answer your question directly. We needed an outlet. We needed uh, something to take away from disconnect. Our, our disconnect from yeah. our, our regular world. And, and Danny one day calls me and he's like, Hey, I got a fucking crazy idea. And I bet you, I kind of, kind of knew what he was going for and it was it. And it, it just, it just evolved. That was, a, I think that was a Monday or a Sunday. It was a weekday. Yeah. Something like, I think it was a Monday, Thursday. We had bought the equipment and we were podcasting on a Thursday, Thursday night. Not knowing what the fuck. We yeah. Were nothing. I, and we absolutely fell in love with it. Yeah. And then. You know, little by little, us talking, and we're really like trying to promote the show and stuff like that. Then all this stuff. Our identity, the show's identity. Yeah, and then what Danny was talking about of, you know, really trying to get, you know, get into touch, get in touch with people, where they come from, where's the struggle, you know, where you, yeah. what you've been through to be able to get to where you're at right now. You I know? think there's nothing more beautiful in a person, man, woman, whatever, alien, whatever the fuck you call them, the three. Small grays. Small grays. Small grays. Uh, is the, the grit in somebody. And the building, because there's a lot of people, look, look, at the end of the day, we're a little Miami podcast that's got 300 and something followers on Instagram. And we honestly don't know shit about, I, well, let me stand corrected. I don't know shit about social media. And I put that all on Ox, right? Just like I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how to do it. We're, we're learning. And that's when you see like the passion. So the, the stories that you hear from the people that we're interviewing, we're kind of like going through it ourselves. I think that's fucking awesome because there's a lot of people out there that have the want and the capability and the ability to doing things, but they get held back on restrictions that are bullshit. Irrational fears. You They're know, bullshit. Doubts. I agree. You I know? agree. And fuck it. You got one chance on this rock. Go ahead and fucking make it to go fulfill whatever the fuck you want to do. If you like fucking painting seashells by the seashore, go ahead and fucking do that because... That's what this world that we're living in now and the times especially that we're living in now that everybody's against each other. And hey, listen, I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care what the fuck you are. Let's just agree that we're both fucking people. You have your beliefs. Respect me. I respect you. Right. Well, my beliefs on aliens are facts, but it's OK. <laughs> you know, go ahead. I, I feel you. But and, and and that's where. So like to, to echo a little bit on what Ox was saying is when we started, we wanted to do it as it was kind of like um, selfish reasons. Like, hey, we want a, an outlet. But who the fuck are we going to talk to? And now we're kind of like dialing it in. We have plans and stuff. And it's been a fucking blast. Well, I got to say, I think it's pretty cool that in your uh, search for finding an outlet that everyone in this world needs at one point or another, it's cool that you guys have been able to transform your passion and just even your escape, if you want to call it, as a platform for other people to tell their stories. Because I agree there are so many people out there that are probably just could be going through the same identical thing and watching someone get up there to talk, especially, you know, you guys on an everyday basis and people that you bring in saying, shit, I've been through that too. And, and just giving people a platform and, and it could be put people at ease, whether it's being someone as crazy to admit they're believing in aliens or, you know, someone saying, Hey, I was scared of singing and now look where I'm at now. Hey, if he could do it, he could do it. So I think it's cool that you guys took what you thought at first was just an escape and turned it into a platform for people in this town. So I appreciate that. No, I and thank you. You know, it's a, it's a big deal. For to, to having somebody like you on and, and talking about your band. Your band is full of fucking great guys. You have they are. your number one fans are definitely here in the hangout hour. Appreciate and that. Hopefully in the future we can have the entire band on. That'd be cool. Um we have some plans in in the near future where I think we can house everybody and and maybe we'll get a little crazy with uh with our, our, our new 
camera guy here. Uh, we're, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, look, intern. he's correcting me. Yeah, he said I go. couldn't call him that, but uh, Dom the intern, you know, and I think we got to give Dom the intern a very, very big round of applause because he's doing a great, great job, man. And uh, <laughs> we we called Dom and I'm, I was telling him, we, we met with him. We actually have an episode that we have to put out. It's just we wanted to put him out and get as much content as possible, but we, we had the pleasure of uh, interviewing him last week and seeing where he's coming and the struggling. He's a fucking phenomenal, phenomenal fucking camera guy, producer, making cool. his art. So if you guys ever need him to do anything, I know you have family, whatever, but give give our boy Dom a shout because sure. uh, he, he's he's definitely up and coming. And it's been a pleasure having him on and, and doing everything with us. But with that being said, thank you. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> did you enjoy yourself? Did you have? A I had a great time. I had a killer time. Good. Are you guys. That's uh, what we aim for. We, we want you guys. It just you, Jesse, because you're here now. But every guest that comes in, we want them to feel like they can just come in and hang out. Yeah, and that's the point of the show. But just to also just to like, ugh, you know, like fuck, you know, let me just hang out and and talk shit and and just relax. And I, I we're vomits okay in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got you. I got There's you. no rules. There's no. I rules. definitely yeah. feel like I can say anything right now. Like I am looking at Danny right now, and something's happening down there that hey, I understand and not hey, feel judged. If you got blood flow, bro, <laughs> hey, embrace it, my friend. It doesn't embrace happen very it. often with Danny. It doesn't, so. it doesn't happen. <laughs> Fuck, uh, hang out with my wife for a little bit. Give her some pointers, you know. Uh, but man, for real, we are very proud of you and your. The journey that you've been on. Appreciate that. Um, you're definitely, I hope this is not the last time you're on the show. No, we would like to, you know, promote you guys as much as we can. Hopefully all of us collectively as, as crazy as, as a human race, we can get through this whole COVID thing. And uh, we will all one day be front row watching Molly, De Molly Takedown play. So. That, that will be awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to uh, tell my story. And, uh, you know, in what way it was and, and to promote the band. And thank you guys again for just not just the show, but just hanging out, having a kick ass time. I appreciate you guys. We have a little bit of a surprise for you. Oh, God. All right. So for you and your I boys. I cannot deny nor confirm where I got this, this, uh, what we're about to do right now. Yeah, this song. So we're going to play our out song. I'm, excuse me. What is it? Drinking. Our, <laughs> our out song today is going to be. A cover <laughs> that Molly Takedown plays. And to me, it's my favorite that you guys have played thus far. <laughs> so that's big. So you have to prove you. Uh, now you have to make the next big one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like always, boys and girls, stay sexy, Miami. And remember, guys, be good or be good at it. <laughs>